Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Adrian Abraham and Ryan Huang. Time to get you updated with the breakfast brief uh, to discuss the top market moving headlines that investors will be paying attention to and its potential implications. Yeah, Adrian, it's all about implications for growth. And this is going to be in focus after we got a batch of weak data coming up from the US and China. So let's start with the US data first. We had New York Fed's Empire State Business Conditions Index. So that was a gauge of manufacturing activity in the state. And it plummeted 36.2 points to negative 11.6 in May. So we got a contested forecast expecting a bit of a drop, but this was slightly worse than expected. And this really shows how conditions are worsening in some parts of the economic metrics. And if you look at China, yesterday was a big data dump coming through from China. We had industrial production and many other numbers pointing to how the Chinese economy is slowing down with all the lockdowns in Shanghai and some other cities as well. So that's complicating the global picture for growth. And if you look at what Goldman Sachs is saying, they are cutting their US growth outlook to 2.4% from previously 2.6%. And that's all around fears about an uncertain growth plan or path and also the tightening financial conditions. So that's really just raising jitters around how some people are saying could be a risk of US recession in the coming year or so. So something to look out for as we see more numbers coming in from the earnings and more commentary from companies on how they are struggling or coping with all the pressures around the business landscape these days. Yeah, I want to ask you about this. Retailers will be in the spotlight, as you rightly mentioned. Mm. And uh, a couple of big companies are there to, you know, sort of figure out how they're doing, what they can better do. Tell us a little bit more about what we can expect from, let's say, the bigger ones. Yeah, Adrian, so on the earnings front, what we have are some of the big retailers. We are looking at the likes of Walmart, Home Depot, Mm. Target and also Deer and Company. So these are big retailers in the US and they will give an indication of how strong or weak the consumer sentiment is right now when it comes to spending and also shows in a way the different segments of the US population. So for example, Walmart's exposure to lower income consumers will give analysts a view of how that pocket of the economy is doing. And this is also going to be interesting to watch if they are able to pass on higher costs. We've been seeing wages go up, raw materials going up, stuff being imported from China going up in terms of prices. So that's something to look out for in terms of a potential market driver this week. Another significant point, you know, making the headlines is US wheat futures. Now, this is after India said it would limit almost all exports of the commodity. There's an article in the Straits Times Mm. actually that I was reading yesterday talking about bakeries in Singapore possibly Mm. might have to increase their price. Although they say, you know, they buy flour in bulk, so it doesn't affect that much. But is this something we could see changing in the near future? It definitely is one to Mm. watch. Uh, We talk about how implications could be seen in your price of bread, your pasta. Now, this could be felt because um, we already had the impact from 
the Ukraine war, of course, Ukraine and Russia making up a huge bulk of the food supply chain for wheat. And now India, another big player, is saying they will not export any wheat because it's all around inflation, that pressure being felt by India as well. So they want to just help manage the situation um, back in India better by helping to keep supplies more stable and to keep prices of wheat down. So India, that is the latest span in the works. So that ban on exports could drive up global prices to new highs and hit poor consumers in Asia, around the world even more. So something to look out for as we see the Ukraine war just continuing to play out in terms of implications and how other countries are starting to react when it comes to the supply chain security. Yeah, so your potential favorites from the bakeries uh, could be going up just by a little bit, right? What else are we tracking this morning? Okay, we have an Elon Musk report for you. So this is a bit of a catch-up on what happened in the past few days Mm. with uh, Elon Musk. So he has shelved his plans to buy Twitter. So according to him, he has put the pause button or hit the pause button on that takeover deal for Twitter for $44 billion. So it's quite interesting to see this play out because he says he's pausing the deal, but if you look at the contracts, what's been agreed on, he can't really pause it because it's either yes or no. You have a date of October 24th when the deal must be consummated. So if he doesn't get it done by then for any reason, he has to pay a breakup fee of $1 billion. So that's a big question mark when it means he wants to hit the pause button because it's either no, yes or no. So that's a big question there. And it's also worth noting, Twitter's share price have been slumping way below the $54.20 per share that he's been trying to bid for. So Twitter's shares is now something that's been under pressure with investors just pricing in the likelihood of him not being able to execute the deal. And they are now trading at Thirty-seven, thirty-nine, compared to fifty-four, twenty, which he was offering. So, if you look at it that way, he's also uh, unlikely to want to pay that much. And he's been saying he wants to renegotiate the deal terms. So, we'll see if that can happen. So, it's also in the backdrop of how Twitter has been accusing Elon Musk of a breach of a non-disclosure agreement. So, apparently, on Twitter, he's been tweeting some details about how Twitter does their sampling count. They apparently use 100 people or 100 users to figure out how many bots or trolls there are on their platform. So that's something that's supposedly confidential. So that's among the details he's been tweeting and Twitter's not happy with him. So more drama days ahead, I believe, with Elon Musk and Twitter. Yeah, this is not the last we've heard of Elon Musk and Twitter. Donald Trump also made the news with Twitter last week or so. Elon Musk said he, the president, mm. the former president, will be allowed back onto the platform. He is living to his promise to mm. say, you know, free speech for everyone. But Donald Trump <laughs> has not been active on his own social media platform, Truth yeah. Social. So he needs to really step up his social game back on his own platform before he thinks about using Twitter. Yeah, let's also just quickly catch up um, on the rest of the region. Hong Kong is going to relax more COVID-19. 19 rules as well. Mm. So you've got a couple of things happening this week. Mm. I think what stands out is Hong Kong. They have been going through quite a hard time in terms of restrictions in the past few months. And on Thursday, they are set to relax more COVID-19 rules. So Hong Kong bars and nightclubs will reopen after being forced to shut for nearly six months. So that could be a lift for the economy. But of course, these things are dynamic and we will see if that really happens because we've been seeing the lockdowns play out in China and that's 
really seeing the economy slowing down and prospects of what's to come even more dire. And also on Friday, we will be looking out for US President Joe Biden arriving in South Korea to kickstart a bit of a tour of Asia. So he's in South Korea for a summit with the country's new president, Yung Suk Yul, on mm. Saturday, and they are expected to discuss a wide range of stuff, including North Korea's nuclear missile program, a proposed Indo-Pacific economic framework by Washington, and China's influence in the region. And then Joe Biden leaves for Japan, notably, of course, another key U.S. ally, and he's going to be attending a Quad summit there, meeting the leaders of Japan, India, and Australia. And on Friday, another big one to watch out for is the debut of Chinese electric vehicle maker NIO on the Singapore Exchange by way of introduction. So something to look out for in terms of getting a bit of excitement of the growth and tech play back home. Yeah, a lot to get through, a lot to look forward to. Thank you so much for that. Ryan, he'll be back with a finance update at around 7.30 a.m. Keep it right here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.